The NASCAR Gambling Podcast on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network is presented by WinBet. Bet $10 at WinBet and get $200 in free bets. Bet big, win bigger with WinBet. Download the WinBet app now or visit winnbet.com and start winning today. We're also brought to you by Coors Light. Get mountain cold refreshment delivered straight to your door via Drizzly or Instacart by going to CoorsLight.com slash SGP. That's CoorsLight.com slash SGP. GP. It's always brought to you by PropSwap. It's America's marketplace to buy and sell sports bets. Use the promo code SGP on your first deposit to receive up to $500 in bonus cash. Head over to PropSwap.com or download the PropSwap app. We're also brought to you by Stable Duel. Stable Duel is a horse racing DFS app where you can play free and paid games for real cash prizes. You can win as much as $40,000 with just one entry. Head over to StableDuel.com to get started today. And in honor of the Masters, we're giving away a tailor-made driver. Just go to sg.pn slash masters or click the contest link in the SGPN app. Driver, start your in and pull those belts up tight as the Sports Gambling Podcast Network presents the NASCAR Gambling Podcast. I'll wreck my mom to win a championship. I'll wreck your mom to win a championship. With all the news and the best bets for your NASCAR weekend. It refrains me from not beating the out of you right now because you ask me stupid questions. But since I'm on probation, I suppose that that's uh, improper to say as well. If you could talk about racing things, we could talk about racing things. Now, here are your hosts, Rod Gomez and Cody Zeeb. We get ready for Saturday night racing here as we kick off this episode of the NASCAR Gambling Podcast on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network. He's Cody Zeeb. I'm Rod Gomez and... Uh, Cody, this is one week that I can start off by not necessarily having to say what an exciting race. Uh, so I think our streak is broken. Finally, right? Although we did still get in a sort of exciting finish. I mean, a little lead change at the end. The broadcast, I don't know. I, I don't think they realized everybody's strategy. And we didn't really know that those two guys, Hamlin and Harvick, were coming like they were. And then all of a sudden, there they were. And took over but yeah it was definitely more of a not not as exciting race as we've had this season you know but uh still for richmond i think it was the most passes ever i think i might have seen i I didn't write that stat down but definitely a lot more passes than we've seen previously i mean it was still exciting with the strategy at the end could some guys hold on on older tires could other guys catch them we got a few more laps maybe harvick would have even caught hamlin so you know, I guess uh, I've heard only hacks get wins with uh, when they lead five laps. So <laughs> I guess uh, a, a hack got the win, but you know. <laughs> that storyline's going to play itself out again this week uh, too, but we'll get there. Yeah, uh, the Toyota owner, the Toyota owners 400. That 
how is that a tongue twister this week and not last week? Uh, well, wait, wait till this week's race. That's tell me about it. Twister. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like fifteen words in the in the name of the race. I was gonna say we got the whole rest of the the show to to lay out the, what the sponsor is for this race, but <laughs> no. So yeah, the Toyota Owners Four Hundred obviously took place in Richmond last week, and it was one of the more, um, I guess less action-packed, but still intrigue. There was intrigue going on the whole time, but we weren't treated to, I guess, as much of the uh, action, as it were, that we've seen in the last few races. It strung out at parts. Uh, There was very little cautions, right? I mean, the only cautions that we had for cause were like two or three times uh, overall, and the other ones were, of course, stage breaks. But this was a very clean and and methodical race and so it kind of harkened back to the old fuel mileage races where you know it wasn't necessarily a fuel mileage race because no one was going to run out of fuel but tires and pitting were exactly the strategy here and we saw that completely play out with poor truex uh dominating the race as much as he could only to find out that uh his teammate behind him pitted got the fresh tires had enough laps to catch up to him fighting for the lead and, and ended up losing. So, yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah, that's probably the biggest difference from the races we've had so far this season is there wasn't the cautions that we've seen, which now we have Martinsville and then Bristol dirt. So I don't think that'll be a problem the next few weeks. And then Talladega after that, I think. So uh, plenty of cautions coming again, but yeah, I mean, we kind of talked last week about how Richmond overall hasn't produced the greatest racing over the, the past few years. And, we kind of expected it. And for a Richmond race, I think it was pretty exciting. And, and like you said, plenty of storylines at the end. You were on it with the Truex pick. I mean, we had talked about would, would Toyota rebound? Would we see them uh, do well at a track they've pretty much owned? And they showed up for sure. Uh, that was Truex's. Truex seemed to have that race in hand for most of it. And then, of course, uh, at the end there with Byron and then and then Hamlin getting around him. But uh I feel like yeah. though I feel like the, he was hoisted by his own petard on that one because he was the one that kind of started that pit strategy that played out at the end and that that actually ultimately beat him because he he basically laid out the framework for later in the race but for whatever reason didn't take his own advice at the end and stayed out there on old tires and I mean look he's out front you don't want to surrender track position when there's not a lot of caution so I get it but by the same token, Hamlin and them on the outside of that top 10 said, you know what, screw it, let's go put some fresh tires on, and and they drove the hell out of the end of that race. Right, and well, it's such a tough position, too, because you're expecting a caution. I mean, especially the way we've seen it this season, where there's been cautions towards the end of the race that stack things back up. You have a lot more to lose as the leader in that situation. If you're Hamlin running back in 50 other let all day or whatever, you can take that gamble more. And honestly – his other teammate, Kyle Busch, might have been the one that really cost him because he, he was penalized for the tape that was on the grill 200 laps before that, which that's a whole other story. <laughs> yeah. I don't know what NASCAR was doing there, or if somebody finally tattled on him or what the deal was. But So they forced Kyle Busch to pit, and then I think everybody's like, oh, shit, what's going on? And then people started diving in the pits like crazy, and then that ended up being when that, those pit stops happened that worked out for Hamlin and Harvick to get him up there. So yeah, I mean, again, it's so tough because if you do pit, you could get screwed royally if the caution comes out at the wrong time and then you gave up the lead and, and you screwed yourself. 
if you don't pit, it can come back to bite you. So tough, tough decisions those guys are making in those situations, which is another element that makes it a lot of fun. And it was good. I think having Chad Knauss, uh in, in the booth this week because he was able to explain that so well, being a seven-time championship crew chief for Jimmy Johnson, being still active with Hendrick Motorsports as the competition director. He's still involved and he knows about making those pit calls and he's done it so many times. And he was very good at pointing out why guys were making calls or why they did this or why they did that. So that was good. That was, that was a good part of the broadcast that I enjoyed. I mean, I just liked hearing Chad Knauss anyways, because I harken back to the good old days of listening to him on the pit box with uh, Jimmy Johnson. Yeah. (laughs) But I mean, look back at this, like stage one or stage two, there were no cautions. All 151 laps run. In stage two, caution-free. The last 137 laps were caution-free. This just literally came down to strategy, and at the end of it, we saw number 11, the full fade of Denny. Now listen, I'm going to go back and cut my part out where I at the very (laughs) least told people you can't necessarily count him out here because he's been so damn good over the past, and sure enough, he went and notched a win. So, uh, I mean... It was between Truex and Hamlin for me at the end of it, but I, I think I've bought into the full fate of Denny Hamlin more than anything, too. Uh, but not for bad reason. Obviously, we saw exactly why leading up to it. But all it takes, man, is that one right call, and a guy like Hamlin can just get back into the winner's circle. And he did, locked into the playoffs. So now he's playing with house money for the rest of the, of the season, and he can go for broke. Maybe <laughs> if we don't get more than 16 winners and thing is like, he's still pretty far back in the points too. So I don't know that he's necessarily playing with as much house money as some of these other winners who who are up there higher in the points, just because if it did come down to it, he could be on the cutting room floor. He, he made a comment last week before the win about um, something about being a donkey with three legs running in the Derby or something, basically saying that he didn't think he had the, his equipment was there or whatever. And I don't know that this necessarily means that he's back either. Uh, maybe won't fade him as much as I was. I was, I was all in on the fade Hamlin angle. And, you know, eventually we knew it was going to bite us because he, I mean, he's a great driver. He's moved up to 17th on the all time wins list. He's getting close to passing. I think it's buddy Baker for most wins without winning a championship, which I don't think he'll ever do. Probably not a record you want to hold, but I guess if you're going to have a lot of wins, that's fun too. So, uh, but yeah, I mean, I don't know that this necessarily means that he's just back because, again, it was strategy that got him up there. He didn't have a dominant car. He wasn't up front. He hadn't led any laps until the end there. So, yes, they made the right call. A veteran driver, a veteran crew chief, a good crew, and it worked out for him but I don't know that that necessarily means the return of Denny Hamlin and we're going to see him rip off wins like we have in the past few years. But again, we'll see. All you got to lead is the last lap. That is it. That's, that's right. That's, it's, uh, all right. Uh, yeah. And again, that race, it was, it was very, it wasn't as dramatic. Obviously we, we had said as the last few, a uh, lot of caution free laps, but uh, again, a lot of leaders, Blaney, uh, led 128 laps there to start it out. Boy, your boy, Blaney. Man, my man. Hold he's, on. He's just... Hold on. We, I think it's time for one of these. Are we ready for this? Because we're, we're going to talk... Sure, I think we're going to talk about him later, but we need, to give, we need to give him his due right now. Okay. Now it's time for part one of Ryan Blaney's Corner with Cody Zeeb. 
All right, we skipped him last week because I was a, I was a, he's been bad at Richmond in the past. I was out on him last week. I, I we didn't even talk about him on the podcast. I didn't really want anything to do with him. Goes out, wins a poll again, dude. He's the new Ryan Newman, just sitting on the pole every week. It's something about that twelve car, I guess. But uh, man, he was so fast, and then he's leading and leading and leading, and then he just you know got cycled back, and it seems he's just had. I don't know. I'm trying to figure out if it's bad luck, if it's bad strategy, what it is that they just can't get over the hump this year so far. It's coming. I mean, he's been too good for it not to come eventually. And he does have a new crew chief um, that came over and he only, I think he spent like the last quarter of the season on the 21 car last year with the Benedetto. So he, he's over on the 12 car this year. And so I don't know that he's maybe not, fully into it and so maybe as they mesh more going on further into the season it'll get better but he, he's been by far the best car that hasn't gotten a win so far this season there's been multiple races he could have or should have won or he dominated or or he was a big player in and then just wasn't there at the end so i'm hoping they get that turned around soon maybe this weekend he's been very good at martinsville we'll talk about that in a bit but yeah so uh We'll, we'll use this Ryan Blaney's corner to make up for last week, and then maybe we'll jump back into it a couple times later on this uh, this episode. Yeah, I mean, he's, his name's on the sheet, so he's definitely coming back. But, I mean, you know, to, he that 12 car, and, and in, even in the Slack channel, everybody was like, man, that 12 car looks good, and, and he did. I mean, it looked really good, really solid, fast, obviously, for the first 128 laps of the race. Then he gave way, and then it was all Toyota pretty much after that. Christopher Bell, Martin Truex, Logano, Bell, Truex, Bell, Truex again. And then uh, Byron stuck his little nose up in there, and then Truex, and then uh, it was all Toyota pretty much to finish it with Byron and Hamlin fighting it out over the last few laps uh, in which, yeah. yeah. And I think one more thing to note, too, and something I'm going to rely heavily on this weekend, is we saw it really flipped back to the veteran guys, and the guys who've been there, done that, and who know what they're doing at these tracks this past week. And I think going into Martinsville, and we'll touch more on why I think that, but one more into Martinsville, it's going to be the guys that we've seen before up there doing it every week, every year for years, more than the young guns that have been up there mixing it up. Now we get to Bristol Dirt, we get to Talladega. I think we'll be back to those guys mixing it up. But I think at these last week at Richmond and then again this week at Martinsville we're gonna see it's gonna be more the veteran guys who've been there and done that because these tracks are so much more demanding and they rely on the drivers who've done it so many more times and we're gonna see again we'll talk about it in the in the third stage but we're gonna see that play out for sure uh Cody let's go over our bets let's uh, let everybody know how we did this let, weekend let's go over your bets let's go <laughs> Uh, well, okay. Uh, all right. So for the second week in a row, uh, I called the Xfinity race winner, Mr. Xfinity over here. Hey, listen, I got to have one of them, right? You've got the big series. Let me have the little guys. I think that's how I live my life anyways. Uh, but yes, Ty Gibbs crossed the finish line in first place, but we talked about it. We said it was going to be a coin flip between either one of these young kids, uh, really. And that, and it ended up landing on my guy. So, 
I'd also like to point out before the season, I mentioned, uh, if you could find any futures on Gibbs, no matter what it was, no matter what it was set at, take it because it's going to pay off. You did. And you I did. think that we're seeing that so far. Yeah, I mean, it, all the kid does is win, win, win right now. So basically, uh, you could load him up at all. Uh, you had Gragson to win. Didn't work out this week. But uh, again, Ty Gibbs was the winner for Xfinity. Uh, you had Chastain as a top three driver. I feel like this was a bad beat, my friend. This was one that he probably should have been in, but poor that one car just could not find it. Just could not find anything worth uh, holding on to and couldn't keep himself up in the mix at the end of this race. Yeah, I mean, he was running decent for most of the race, and then when you get those long, long green flag runs, so many cars get lapped and passed, and then him and Blaney got in a pissing match where – Blaney bumped him and then he bumped Blaney and then both of them sucked after that. And it was like, come on guys, <laughs> one's my guy. And one I picked, come on, what are you doing? But yeah, I mean, riding the momentum off of what he had been doing, I feel like it was still a good bet to make at plus odds, but didn't happen this, this week. Uh, but I don't think we've seen the end of Chastain by any means. I have zero doubt that we've seen the last of Chastain. And in fact, he probably should have been a top three car, to be honest with you. He had the speed. Uh, for, But like you said, big, long green, long green flag runs just didn't work out for that one car. And, and you got to get it dialed in, especially on a track like Richmond. Um, all right. And then I had Elliott and Byron both to win or both to be top fives. Uh, I had one correct. Uh, but I did not have the other correct. Unfortunately, I had the wrong uh, Hendricks car for that one. It was Byron in the top five, uh, but Kyle Larson was the other one up there, not Chase Elliott uh, this time. And and look, for the, the fact that even two Hendricks cars, that would have cashed a bet from a couple of weeks ago having two Hendricks cars in the top five. So uh, I don't know. Again, Elliott and Larson... Another one of those coin flip situations, right? You could just flip a coin and figure out which one's going to be where. Uh, and Larson had the best run pretty much uh, of the last few weeks last week and, and found himself in the top five with Byron. Yeah, and you were spot on with your analysis. I mean, that's been a track where Gibbs obviously has dominated and Hendrick has actually struggled. I don't think they've won there since it was like Jeff Gordon or Dale Earnhardt Jr. was the last one to win there. So that's been a while ago. But this was the, I think they had three cars finish in the top 10 because Bowman came in eighth. Uh, and that was like the first time they've had three in the top 10 in like 15 years there or something like something crazy. I don't remember exactly, but it was something crazy. So you were, you were spot on with, with Hendrick being up there. I mean, again, flip a coin, which ones it's going to be. You got it wrong this time, but again, it was, it was a good bet with solid logic and it was not that far from, from cashing. Yeah, I mean, and that probably is one where I should have found uh, another one with a different combination sprinkled a little on that one as well, but Whatever. Say lovey. We, we, we're only seven races into this, right? We, we got plenty of time left. Exactly. Uh, all right. Then you had uh, Reddick over Mr. Hamlin. We all know how that one worked out. Uh, and we, we don't even need to go over that one. I know Reddick <laughs> looked good for a little bit, but just didn't again. Yeah, he didn't show up like I thought he would. I mean, again, still not sold on Hamlin. I, I think he was maybe a top 10 car and, and Reddick finished 12th. So it could have been a lot closer if the strategy didn't play out how it was. Again, I'd go back and make the same bet again. I don't think it was a bad bet. No. I think I'm still going to fade Hamlin quite a bit going forward because, again, uh, even with the win, I'm still not been that impressed with him. Uh, it's it's not. Yeah, I just like fading. The guy. It, I was going to say, it's I'm a just... three-quarter fade of Hamlin now. That We're, we're at yeah, a three-quarter exactly. fade. <laughs> uh, all right, I had Bowman as the top Chevy. 
but of course, Byron was the top Chevy in that one. Uh, Bowman, Byron, still, right? And then you had Reddick to win and Bowman to win. I had Truex to win. Unfortunately, that did not pan out for either one of us as young Hamlin crossed the finish line in first. But I did get the Gibbs and Toyota as the winning manufacturer and the winning team. So be sure to read both mine and Cody's articles. Uh, it, we put them in the Slack and and also follow us on Twitter for our articles because we give a lot more bets out there. I mean, we give our our top four here, but you know we're we're full of a chock full of bets all over the place. Yeah, I mean, I, I could give out a hundred here if if we had the time for it, you know. But we just don't have the time. And then I mean, we get more information throughout the week too. Not that the I mean, these are very good bets and very well researched, and we have a reason we want to make them. And a lot of times we can get a better line before one of these guys goes out and does really well. And then the line drops, but you know, sometimes based off what we see in practice or qualifying, we can maybe make a different bet that we really like too. So we drop those in those articles and yeah, if you follow us, uh, you get extra, extra sweetness to put on top of it. Bonus plus the Slack chats always in there as well. All right. Yeah. Yeah. Slack chat was actually, when you mentioned earlier, they're talking about Ryan Blaney. I was at softball practice coaching my daughter and we had a quick drink break or something, and I looked down, and that was the message I saw. Blaney's looking good so far, and I'm like, oh, yeah, it's going to be a good day. <laughs> Blaney's <laughs> corner is going to be on fire. <laughs> I appreciate it in the Slack channel for giving me that boost. Of uh, yeah, and we appreciate everybody in the Slack channel that listens, too. Got to love every single one of you guys for, for keeping this. One of the fastest-growing uh, podcasts in the Sports Gambling Podcast Network, and we appreciate you. So. Uh, all right, we're going to step away. Stage two coming up. We're going to preview uh, the Martinsville paperclip track right after. A couple of words from our friends at WinBet. Make sure to get down on the WinBet's $10 win $200 promotion where a $10 bet qualifies you for up to $200 in free bets. The win has a special golf contest this weekend too. Bet $100 or more on golf from Thursday to Sunday. You're going to get entered to win a golf experience to the only golf course on the Las Vegas Strip. Where else but the Win Golf Club. You can have multiple entries. That's cool. We don't mind. And if you wager $1,000 on the Major Golf Championship on Thursday through Sunday, you're eligible for 10 entries into the prize draw. Hell of a deal. All users, all of you who bet $50 plus on the Masters winner, you get your money back up to $25 if they finish in the top three. So you get your money back up to $25 if they got a top three finish. They don't have to win for you to not. It's risk-free, basically. And if you win, you win. So much to choose from. All you got to do is download the WinBet app or visit winnbet.com to get started. Offer subject to change, terms and conditions at winbet.com. Must be 21 or older and present in the state where playthrough WinBet is available. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem, call 1-800-522-4700. In honor of the Masters, we here at the SGPN, SGPN are giving away a tailor-made driver. Just go to sg.pn slash masters or click the contest link in the SGPN app. Cody just got done telling us it is a hectic time of year between weddings, graduations, spring sports, softball, whatever. We're busier than ever right now. And sometimes, Cody, didn't you just want to kick back and grab yourself a nice ice-cold Coors Light? 
Of course. <laughs> always want to grab himself always. an ice cold Coors Light because we always feel like we're on work, family, friends, million pressing social issues, and we're expected to be on 24-7. And sometimes you just need a moment to turn off, hit reset, grab a Coors Light, watch some cars go around a track. It's all such beautiful stuff. And there's only one beer out there, my friends, that is literally made to chill in that. Coors Light. When the mountains on the bottle and cans turn blue, you know that your beer is cold. And that you always know that it's time to chill when that happens. So when you need time to hit reset, just open a Coors Light. It's mountain cold refreshment, and it is made to chill. So when I need to take a second for myself, I reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart by going to CoorsLight.com SGP. That's CoorsLight.com SGP. And remember to always celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. All right. There's going to be a lot of Coors. Remember when Coors Light was a sponsor for... Uh... I was just going to mention that. They used to have some of my favorite cars. Like, it's seemed like their cars were always super cool paint schemes and like super cool looks. So I wonder I would, if the mountains ever turned blue back. on those ones with the car cold, <laughs> like they, they could temp the temperature of the car by the mountains turning cold, uh, blue. That would be some pretty impressive technology. I think it's probably a lot easier to put that on a can than in a car, but <laughs> you never know. Right. <laughs> so wait, that was, wasn't rusty in a Coors light car, rusty Wallace back. No, then? he was the mill. He was the Miller light. The ah, that's right. Miller. Then, then yeah. who was Coors? Sterling Marlin drove Sterling. the, he had the 40 car for a long time. Uh, back in the man, when they had the Coors original scheme on that car before they switched to Coors light, such a nice looking car. I love that one. But even then the silver bullet car, the 40 uh, was Sterling Marlin. Always a good-looking good looking ride. Sure was. All right, so that car used to spend some time speeding around the Martinsville Speedway. Cody, we're back for another short track. Another, uh, and but this is shorter than the last short track. So we have, we have gradually decreased the size of the tracks uh, after starting out on the smallest track ever, but this time we go to a half Again, a mile track. Again, eight races, and this is our eighth different track size, so... They're, uh, we're, we're really getting it all in here. <laughs> and then next week there's dirt and we'll talk about yeah, that, that next yeah. <laughs> time. But I mean, it's like, yeah, with seven different winners, there's seven different track styles. And, and here we go to an eighth, uh, 400 laps in this one around the paper clip. We call it the paper clip because of the shape of the track itself. It resembles a paper clip, but that it, it means literally looks like a paper clip. Like when you, you see just, the area, look at a screenshot from above the track, it, it looks like you're looking at a paper clip. That's, that's how narrow the corners are and, and how just flat there the track is. You talked about cautions. I mean, you got to say that, that this is one of the tracks where these cars are very, very close together at all times. And there's a lot of lap traffic, obviously, uh, in a half a mile. So that strung out thing that we saw at Richmond, you know, with the three quarter of a mile track, you ain't going to see it here. Yeah, there's no stringing them out here. The second you string them out, you're caught up to the back and then. Yeah, it doesn't take long for him to catch the back, and you're always in traffic almost no matter what. It's, uh, yeah, and I mean, this track is it's pretty cool. It's got, uh, there's zero degree banking in the corners. <laughs> it's 12 degrees on the, on the straightaway, so it's slightly banked, but uh, nothing in the corners. And also, it's asphalt on the straightaways, and then uh, in the corners is... Or wait, did I get that right? Yep, asphalt on the straightaways, and then it's concrete in the corners. So a totally different surface that you're transitioning off into as you go 
to make those tight turns. Plus, they'll be racing at night. We're going to see those brake rotors glowing uh, on the cars. That's always pretty cool to see how hot those brakes get because they are mashing them nonstop. It's uh, stab the stab the accelerator and then slam the brakes. <laughs> you know, and they were talking about brakes too, obviously, because in a short track, brakes are a huge thing because you're going to need that. And and they this was probably the biggest test of the brake package on these next-gen cars so far. Other than, of course, I mean, we I feel like we could just toss out the Coliseum only because not everybody raced on the Coliseum. So a lot yeah, of Yeah, I mean, teams- you didn't have all the cars out there. Plus, it was a lot shorter, too. I mean, it was a couple smaller length events. This is going to be 400 solid laps of full go with 37 cars out there. Yeah, so, I mean, this is going to be, again, an even bigger test of that brake package um i love this track not just because of how cool it is to watch these cars go around it but because my favorite driver owned this track when he was a a cup series regular jimmy johnson nine wins on this track that put hendrick motorsports in the winner circle just about as much as humanly possible in this thing uh and and you just gotta love a track that that they own but Kind of falling on hard times uh, as of late. Not necessarily as many wins. Uh, Alex Bowman was the last one to actually win here at Richmond, uh, where he actually took home the green or the, the checker flag. And then uh, before that, gotta give it to the Gibbs guys. Those guys are still dominated short tracks. Yeah. So my favorite part about this track is the trophy. Oh okay, yeah. This has to be the coolest trophy you, you could ever get. It's an actual life-size, seven-foot-tall grandfather clock, uh, like a full, real clock. So, yes, Jimmy Johnson has nine grandfather clocks in his house, which is pretty awesome. Somewhere uh, somewhere in his yeah. basement, he's got nine I, grandfather I wonder, clocks. Do you sync them all up to all chime at the same time, or do you space <laughs> them out? Just got one that chimes, like, you know, every seven minutes, there's a different grandfather clock chiming just to remind you how good you were at Martinsville. Uh <laughs> But yeah, looking over past winners here, and this is like where it really gets into like Bowman might be the exception last year, but it's guys that have been in NASCAR, champions, winners that have won here. I mean, Richard Petty won here 12 times. Jimmy Johnson won here eight times. Jeff Gordon won here seven times. I think Rusty Wallace was six different times. If you look back at the past winners here, I mean, recently you had Bowman last year, but even he's starting to become a veteran. I mean, and then it's Truex. He's been in the series forever. Chase Elliott, he's been around a while. He's a champion. Truex again a couple of times. Brad Keselowski, champion. Joey Logano, champion. Clint Boyer, a veteran. you got to go all the way back to 2012 and you find Ryan Newman won, and he'd already been in NASCAR 10 years at that point. So, I mean, then you go all the way back to 2002 and you find Kurt Busch, but he won the championship in 2004. So he was a young driver at that time, but he was about to break out. But, I mean, looking back through the winners at this race, it is almost always veteran guys, guys who have been around, guys who have won here before. Once you get the hang of this track, it's, it's so difficult to break. And then once you break it, it seems like you can just get on it and ride it, you know. Well, like a horse, you, once you get it broken, you're good. <laughs> so I, the way I look at it, too, is this, okay? We're, we're now seven races in, right? Of course, we talked about all the unknowns, all the new whatever going on with this new car and how it would, it would level the playing field. Well, now we're seven races in, 
And I have a feeling that we are starting to see more veterans get it now. Like, it doesn't take them long to adjust. You know, they've, they've, they've been throwing a bunch of different curveballs over the course of their career. And once they adjust, watch out. And we may, we may, Cody, have hit that point in the season, even this early, where some of these guys are like, you know what? I think I've got this now. I think I've got the hang of what I need to do. And we may see, like you said, more veteran drivers start taking home checkered flags for the rest of the season than, than we did when we first started. Yeah, and it'll be interesting to see going forward if that's them figuring out the car or if these tracks lend more towards the veteran drivers too. So it, it could be either way. It could be a combination of both also. I just think specifically Richmond and, and really, really Martinsville is very much a veteran driver, experienced driver's track. And so, yeah, whether that's a combination of them figuring out the car and that, I think we'll see as we go forward. But, yeah, definitely a good point. Set the weekend up for you because, folks, this is a Saturday race. So that means pretty much everything else is pushed up. So this, obviously, this show always comes out on Wednesdays regardless. But you still got enough time, plenty of time, to go hit those bets buttons. Uh, But Thursday night is going to be the uh, Camping World Truck Series Blue Emu Maximum Pain Relief 200. So they're running half of what the Cup guys are running. And that is Saturday night. That starts at 8 p.m. Eastern. Uh, of course, you can always find it on FS1. Uh, but, you know, qualifying practice for all that happens for the Xfinity as well on Thursday. So we'll know more about where those cars are running. Doesn't matter because the guy I picked is going to win again. Uh, and then Friday, uh, you get to watch some qualifying for the Cup, se- uh, Cup Series practice and qualifying on FS1 at 4.30 Eastern. And then that night, Friday night racing for Xfinity Series. Call 811 before you dig 250. Got to love these sponsors, yeah? (laughs) Some of these sponsors they come up with, man. It's like, oh. So beautiful. (laughs) And then Saturday. It's important, though. You want to call 811 because they don't want to hit a utility line or a bunch of water or, you know, whatever. Or, or yeah, you don't want to completely blow up your house in the process. exactly. So, Uh, Hit the gas line. That could be bad. (laughs) God, no. Uh, And then, of course, Saturday night, 7.30, the main event. It is the Cup Series Blue Emu. Blue Emu Maximum Pain Relief 400. Uh, SEO nightmare right there. I really feel like Blue Emu 400 would have been fine. Yeah, no. It's maximum pain relief, so, you know. Hey, they're in those cars for long enough to where I'm sure that they're going to need the pain relief after this weekend, I think. for sure. <laughs> okay, let's touch on one last thing before we start to set up our bets. In that, uh, we saw again with the with the short track, there the beating and banging. It wasn't quite so much in this race as much as we maybe thought it would. But I got to tell you, man, this is another week that I'm impressed with how much those cars can actually take because there was a couple of of, of dings in there that looked like there very much could have been a cut tire, uh, just a, a, a ripped off fender or tire what but these cars held up yeah absolutely and i mean what better test than going to martinsville because uh there's gonna be plenty of beating and banging this weekend so we're really gonna see but yeah every week i've just been more and more impressed with how well these cars hold up somebody gets hit and you're like oh that's gonna be a tire or something and they're just fine they keep racing so it's been great to see one other thing i wanted to point out too uh something to enjoy this weekend you have uh, Tiger Woods playing in the Masters and Dale Earnhardt Jr. out on the racetrack. I saw that in a tweet earlier. Oh, so enjoy enjoy that while it lasts because any time could be the last time we see either of these guys, both these guys. 
So if you didn't know, Dale Earnhardt Jr. is racing a fifth junior motorsports car. Uh, that'll be Friday night in the Xfinity Series race. Uh, I wouldn't go too crazy on betting him to win because he's more out there just to run laps and do a sponsor promo than anything, I think. But it's fun for him. He gets to get out there. It's good to see him on the track. So He needed a new addition to his house. <laughs> they're like exactly. hey hey junior that that new podcasting studio is going to cost you a, a pretty penny so uh, that place you? is nice <laughs> yeah. oh it's so gorgeous yeah beautiful <laughs> yeah yeah it puts what i've got going on over here to shame too so yeah i don't, I don't <laughs> got much here so. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's like all right junior we we see you quit flexing uh but okay so yeah i mean look that's martinsville in a nutshell it's a short track it, it, it's it's a, a lot of fun to watch again and for 400 laps, we're going to watch these guys going. Um, we and don't the, know. The night race angle of it, too, like just puts more intensity into Like it seems to put more intensity into it. it. It makes it. Night racing is my favorite. I absolutely love when they race at night. They don't do it enough, in my opinion. I think that's TV ratings based. But we're going to have a few here, a couple weekends in a row. So enjoy it while we have it. Three straight nights of racing, stuff to bet on, stuff to watch. It's going to be fun, action-packed, like. It doesn't get much better than that. And really what that does, too, is it just keeps the track cool. And it it keeps the, the grip there, and it keeps a lot of uh, cars from you know running too hot. So, yeah, it's just there's a lot more nuance in that night racing, too, for, for pits, to uh, for pit crews and pit. Up. And there, there might be a little more intensity, too. So in the past, this race has actually been 500 laps, and they shortened it this year to 400, which I think is fine. 500 might have been a little bit of overkill. I mean – you could have put them out there for a thousand laps and I'd watch as much as I could, but maybe not for everybody. Uh, but it's going to be more of a, okay, we have to go because these laps click off very quickly. <laughs> it's sure going to be, you know, 13, 14 seconds and the lap's done. And it doesn't take that long to go 400 laps in. So I think it's going to be intense right from the go and they're going to be racing hard. They're going to be beating and banging, trying to get spots and, it's going to be a great, great race the whole race. Yep. Try not to get lapped too many times because, it's, yeah. I mean, as many cautions as they're going to be, there's only so many lucky dogs still that can go around. So, yeah, keep your car exactly. clean. Keep yeah, car it's clean. not going to take them long to catch the back, and and they'll be in traffic fighting that all night, which could come into play too. We Honestly, we kind of saw that last weekend. I think uh, he might have needed one or two more laps, but I think Kevin Harvick could have easily taken over Denny Hamlin some of those lap cars might not have been in the way there at the end. I want to say his name more. I just can't this season. I can't in the last couple seasons. Can't say his name enough. But uh, <laughs> anyway. All right. We will come back after the break, set up stage three, and give you our bets, the main event of what we're here for. Uh, but first, did you know that online browsing using incognito mode does not actually protect your privacy. Just because you pull the shades on your window doesn't mean people still can't see in. So without added security, you might as well give away all your private data to hackers, advertisers, your ISP, and other prying eyes. That, my friends, is why I use IPVanish VPN to make it easy to stay truly private and secure on the internet because IPVanish helps me safely browse the internet by encrypting 100% of your data. It could do that for you too. That means your private details, passwords, communications, browsing history, and more will be completely shielded from falling into the wrong hands. Even your physical location will be hidden, even though it'll be at Martinsville on Saturday night. You, people won't know. IP Vanish makes you virtually invisible online. It's that simple. You can use IP Vanish on unlimited devices without sacrificing your speed, your computers, tablets, phones, even devices like your Fire Stick. Fire Stick? Fire Stick 
when you're streaming the race this weekend. Whether I'm at home or in public, I don't go online anymore without using IP Vanish. It's incredible, and they're offering an incredible offer. It's 75, 70% off your yearly plan for our listeners with a 30-day money-back guarantee. 70% off the yearly plan for you who are listening with a 30-day money-back guarantee. It's like getting nine months for free. And it's super easy to use, IP Vanishes. All you got to do is tap one button, you're instantly protected. You won't even know it's on. So stop sharing with the world everything you stream, everything you search for, and everything you buy. Take your privacy back today with a brand rated 4.6 out of 5 on Trustpilot. Go to ipvanish.com slash SGP and use the promo code SGP. Claim your 70% savings. That's ipvanish.com slash SGP. You want to bet more racing? Guess what? There's horse racing to bet on, and there's never enough things to gamble on. If you're betting on horse racing, you know that. Because the one sport that runs 365 days a year is horse racing. And the best part is, now there's a new way to play the ponies, especially if you're brand new to the sport. Go check out Stable Duel. It's a daily fantasy-style app where you can play free and paid games for real cash prizes. Pick your horses, build your stable, play against others to move up the leaderboard. You can win, get this, as much as $40,000 with just one entry on horse racing. Can't really do that when you go to the track. Do it on Stable Duel. If you don't know anything about horses, don't worry. The app gives you clear data on which horses to select to build your best strategy. The app is free to download at StableDuel.com, and you get multiple games offered each day with free games weekly at tracks all over the United States. So get in the app, create your account, and start building your stables today. Invite your friends to play against you, or you can play against our stables. You can even follow them in the app, and we can compare our own stats. So download now at StableDuel.com. See how many winners you can pick in your stable. We'll see you in the winner circle, play, race, win, and as always, we're brought to you by Prop Swap. It's where America buys and sells prop sports bets. Yeah, and sports bets too. Masters Week is here, and if you haven't used Prop Swap to go for the green, then you're missing out. Prop Swap is the only app that allows you to pick your favorite golfer and then sell your bets whenever you want. Many prop swappers make thousands of dollars just by buying and selling their golfers all tournament long. It allows you to win over and over without your golfer ever touching the green jacket. So go to PropSwap.com or download the free PropSwap app today because it's got fantastic features like filtering listed tickets based on the best value. You get a free activity feed to stay in the know with all the big sales and red hot tickets for sale. You get a loyalty rewards program that turns your ticket sales into extra bonus cash and... More importantly, a first deposit cash match. Use that promo code SGP on your first deposit. PropSwap's going to match your deposit up to $500. So join the real sports bettors on PropSwap, where America buys and sells sports bets. Of course, speaking of sports bets, Cody, we have got the ones that everybody wants to hear this weekend. And uh, I feel like we've got some good ones, to be honest with you. I, I have a feeling that uh, we, we may hit on a couple of these, only because, uh, one, we've done it. Over the last seven weeks, and two, uh, we're we're learning more and more as we go along. So, uh, yeah, I mean, I like what we I like what I'm looking at right now, Cody. Agreed. I feel I feel super good about this weekend. Uh, I think we got we know a lot about what's going on. We kind of know what to expect, and I think it's I think it's going to be a good one. I believe you to be correct, as you have been a lot this season. So, let us begin. Uh, with your first bet, you're starting in the Xfinity Series race because you want some Friday night action going on. Uh, That's right. And yeah. I want to before before we get there, I want to give a shout out to Go Bearcats from the Slack channel. He was asking already about Thursday night truck racing bets. 
we don't have anything on the card for Thursday night, but I wanted to point out, uh, so Kyle Busch is racing. He's the by far favorite at minus 110. Uh, William Byron is going to be in that seven car that Alex Bowman, or seven truck that Alex Bowman raced a couple weeks ago. He's plus 500. John Hunter Nemechek is plus 800. Honestly, I think it's going to be the Kyle Busch show. I mean, I already talked about it's the veterans that show up here. He's been in two truck races already this season. He hasn't won either of them. That doesn't make him very happy. He owns the truck. He's driving the truck. I think I might just throw a couple units on him to win. It's minus 110, so it's not great value. But, again, if he wins, you win. So maybe sprinkle a little bit on John Hunter Nemechek at plus 800. That seems pretty good value there, too. But I think it's going to be the Kyle Busch show Thursday night. I think he's going to put on a clinic. And he's not juiced as much as he normally is in those truck races. No, too, so. usually, I mean, usually it's a little more than that. And I think because he hasn't won the first, it's incredible though, that he hasn't won the first two and he's still minus one ten. <laughs> that shows you how good he is. I mean, he's got like 63 wins in that series. He, he's one of the all time NASCAR wins leader total when you put all the series together. So I, I think he's going to come out again. He knows this track. He, he knows what to do. He's won here plenty. I think he's going to put on a show and and just dominate that truck race. And barring any issues or trouble he gets caught up in, I think it's going to be the Kyle Busch show. So I just wanted to throw that out there. But, all right, let's jump to Friday night, Xfinity Series race. Um, you know, you've been picking all the winners, so I just didn't want to go there this week because <laughs> why pick a winner when Rod's going to have one anyways, right? <laughs> so I went straight for the matchups. Uh you got Josh Berry paired up against AJ Allmendinger here. Uh, I really like the junior motorsports cars this weekend. I mean, again, they've been the class of the field other than Ty Gibbs, obviously, so far this season. Josh Berry is a short track guy through and through. He's raced the late models on short tracks for years. He jumped in this car part-time last year, just filling in in some spot races, filling in for Michael Annette. His first race here at Martinsville in the Xfinity Series comes out, wins the race. He did race later in the year, uh, but he was in, a, I think that was a Jordan Anderson car, which I think he had some issues and didn't do as well in. So I'm just going to kind of throw that one out. So basically one for one in the junior motorsports cars winning. Uh, Olmendinger, I was actually sort of impressed with his Cup Series finishes here, despite the equipment he was in. I mean, the road course racing type of guys do a little better at these heavy braking tracks, but he hasn't been that great in the Xfinity Series. He slowly improved. He was 26th in his first one, 13th, and then last year he finished 7th. So improved. I think Josh Berry could win this week. He's a co-favorite at plus 550 to win. I'm going to sprinkle some on that too. But uh, I think he's going to be up front and in this at the end. And if he's not able to win, uh, if whoever Rod decides to pick wins like <laughs> usual, then uh, Josh Berry maybe will finish second and beat A.J. Elmendinger. And, uh, yeah, minus 130, that, that's, uh, that's my first one. You know, and I love, I love Dinger as well. I do. And, and he did seem like he was going to be a really good heading into the Xfinity series. And for whatever reason, it's just not been the season for him that I think he wanted. Now he, like you said, he has impressed in his couple of cups. I think that's really what he's more geared toward is he wants to make his time in the cup car count. Because uh, they know that he's a good Xfinity driver, but he wants to prove that he's a good uh, Cup driver too. So, um, yeah, I mean, I, I like that one. That's a good one because Barry's been up there pretty much every week, anyways, too. So, yeah, and if you look at that college program over the last few years, 
I mean, road courses with the Omendinger, obviously, he he does really well on, and they performed well on super speedways. The the intermediates and the short tracks haven't really been their flavor as a team. And then they added two Cup Series cars this year, which they ran a part-time Cup Series car last year. That's pulling a lot of resources, I think, from having three Xfinity Series teams. Now you have five teams. Two of them are on the Cup side. Obviously, you're going to care about the Cup side cars more, not that they're not still putting effort into the Xfinity cars. But I think that does draw some away from it. And I think that that's maybe resulted in those cars not doing as well. Again, he's performed good. He was, I mean... Uh, he won the Xfinity Series race a couple weeks ago at the road course. So, yeah, he's done well. But I, I just think – and I think he could still even get a top 10 maybe or be hanging around 10 to 15th. But I think Barry is going to be so much better that putting him head-to-head, -head, I, I really like Barry. Yep, and he did win the, the spring race here in Xfinity as well. So, yep, definitely good there. Uh, all right, so I have picked a uh, another winner in the Xfinity Series because why not? Damn it, I'm red hot. I might as well – Try another one. Uh, Ride try that another. wave, baby. I'm Ride that on it. wave. Uh, <laughs> all right. This week it is not Ty Gibbs, uh, but only because Noah Gragson is exactly the same price as Gibbs, and they're both at plus five fifty right now, uh, as far as what I saw. So, and I and I'm picking Gragson because look, last season at this track he had a second place finish in the spring, and he won in the fall. Uh, so he's been right up there, and and those were his only two, or I'm sorry, two out of his three Xfinity starts on this track. His third, guess what, was still a third place start, or third place finish. So the dude has started in the top 10 in every single one that he's raced in the Xfinity series, and he's got a third place, second place, and a win to show for it. Not to say that my guy Ty Gibbs won't make it interesting, uh, because he probably will, uh, but his first time out, he got a fourth place finish last year, uh, was was still running at the end of the race, but was several laps down and finished in 27th place. So not really the best of finishes for him in the fall. Um, but again, Ty Gibbs is on a hot streak, but Gragson has this track down. And I think between those guys, it's always been a battle between him and, and Gibbs, especially even this season. Gragson's always kind of in there in the mix too. But I think he he's primed to bust through and to take this uh, on a track that he's He's been good. I mean, over the last season and a half, like this this guy is Martinsville in the Xfinity series. Yeah, I mean, who might argue with who you pick to win because you know what you're talking about. So, but no, I love it. I mean, and it goes back to the the, the more veteran guys. I mean, Gregson hasn't been around that long, but he's got a couple seasons under his belt. He's got the experience here. He knows what he's doing at this track. Gibbs is uh obviously great and Maybe another time if we need some filler time on the podcast, we can delve into whether he's going to be in the Cup Series next year. I have a couple theories on that, whether he's in the 19 car or a third car on the 2311. But I think he's right. I think you put him in a Cup car right now and he'd do fine. But the kid is amazing. So if he wins every week the rest of the season, it's not going to surprise anybody, I don't think. But other than him, Gregson is the most hot driver to start the season. Junior Motorsports has been the hottest team by far to start the season. They've performed well almost everywhere, uh, and Gregson's done well. Yeah, I mean, it's probably going to come down to one of those two guys, and like you said, Gregson has proved that he, he can do it, and I think that he can do it again. I think he can. I think he will, and I will be watching on Friday night to see if I hit a third consecutive win. I'm probably not that lucky, but, I mean, who knows? What the heck, man? 
when the, when be the good kid than lucky Rob. Yeah, yeah. Well, when the kid finishes in the top three in every single race that he's been in on that track, I think he's got it dialed in, uh, and he's not racing a new car on this one, so it's all familiar to him. Uh, so yeah, all right. Exactly. Let's move over. I believe we are now uh, to our our cup race. We, we're done with the Xfinity series this week. Uh, we're moving over to the to the Blue Emu Maximum Relief or Maximum Pain Relief 400 uh, for our first bet. Cody, what do you got? All right, I'm gonna start off with Eric Almarola over Austin Sindrick at minus 110. Uh, again, I'm I'm just I'm really leaning into this angle again of veteran drivers who know what they're doing against the rookies. Eric Almarola is known as a short flat track racer. We saw him win New Hampshire last year. Uh, he finished sixth and seventh here in two of the last three races at this track. Uh, he's beaten Austin Sindrick in four of the six races, four of the last six races. I mean, obviously Sindrick won the Daytona 500, but since then, four of six he's beat him. Uh, Almarola was running good at Phoenix. Uh, he was kind of in the mix at the end. He ended up finishing twelfth. Um, but Cindric hasn't been that impressive other than that win. Uh, he's had a few good runs, but nothing too crazy good. And I think again, on a track like this, where it's the veteran presence, Almarola has not won here, but he's performed well. Stuart Haas seems to be doing good. I mean, Almarola has got some good finishes. Briscoe has the win. Harvick was there at the end last week. Ford's been pretty good. Uh, so I think that his experience and all that will lead for him to finish over Cindric. So I like that one. Cindric's just been ever since the the Daytona 500 just hasn't been in there. I feel like he's gotten caught up in a couple of things, and you know it just hasn't. Yeah. The, now well, he's a rookie. I mean, that's like <laughs> you walk into a new job day one, and you do like the biggest thing you could possibly do there, and then you come back day two, and it's like. What else can I do? You know, I mean, he won the Daytona 500 in his first start in a full-time season. Like, it's kind of hard to <laughs> to do much off of that. And then, yeah, I think he's been unlucky a few times, and and maybe that's him adjusting. I mean, adjusting to the new car. Yes, you're still driving the new car, but that was more about the drafting and stuff like that. So I don't know that that was necessarily a true test of actually driving that car. So. I think that he's maybe struggled a little bit with that. Almarola, a veteran guy, he's been in all tons of different equipment, different manufacturers. He seems to have picked up on it decently enough to get a good run. I don't think he's going to win, but I think he can be up in the top five, top ten at the end, and I think that'll be enough to to beat Cindric. Yeah, I think this is a get-right week for Almarola because he was he was running well in the beginning of the season, you know, consistently yep. up there in the yeah, top. Yeah, he kind of fell off the last couple of weeks here, but I think – I think short flats are that seems to really be his specifically he is good at those tracks. So I think yeah, get right play for the old guy here. I concur, especially cuz like I said Cindric has fallen on hard times and uh anything you could take over him is a good one. All right. I'm going to move I'm going to steal a page out of Cody's playbook and I am going to hit my own uh take 2 of Ryan Blaney's corner featuring me. I'm going to take Ryan Blaney. Special guest. Special Ron guest me. Uh, Ryan Blaney, again, we've we've sung his praises. He did so well in Martinsville last week. Uh, maybe possibly should have held on. But I believe that he is going to be the top Ford uh, at the end of the day in Martinsville. And, and I say that not necessarily 
um, with a heavy heart because there's a lot of good Fords out there. But you look at what he's done, with the exception of last season. Last season was an outlier for him. Uh, he had two 11th place finishes. Not bad, right? I mean, two, two 11th place finishes. Obviously not the top Ford. But in 2020, he had two second place finishes. Uh, started from the pole in the spring race of 2020. Uh, finished second in that one. Started 10th. Finished second in that one. Before that, even in 2019, he had a fifth place finish, a fourth place finish. 2018, he had a third place finish. So Blaney is good on this track. In fact, he led 157 laps last spring on this uh, on this race, much like he did last week. <laughs> Ran a lot of laps, but did not ultimately win in that race. But uh, we all know that again. That was Martin Truex Jr. who took it home in that race. But Blaney's been fast. He's been around this track a lot, and he he's led some laps. So uh, I have a feeling that this is his turn again to be good, and I just think that he's he's going to have the better forward uh, when it's all said and done. Yeah, I mean, uh, no arguments for me here. <laughs> so looking, I mean, you pointed out two 11th place finishes last year here. If you go back the last six races at Martinsville, he has the best average finish of everyone throughout the entire field at 5.83. So he is up front all the time. He knows how to get around this place. Uh, I kind of put him, he, he's kind of like on the edge of being toward a veteran guy. He's been in the series long enough now that he knows the track. Obviously, he's performed really well there. Uh, is he looking to get his first grandfather clock finally and, and start a run of winning a bunch in a row like some of these other guys have? I wouldn't put it past him. He knows his way around this place. He's been great at qualifying this year. Three poles already. Uh, I think he could easily do the same here this weekend. And, and in starting position is actually pretty huge in this race where we talked about how you can get laps so easily. If you're mired back in the field and in traffic – getting slowed up. Those leaders are going to catch you quickly, put you behind the eight ball. It's going to be hard to get a lucky dog because there's so many lap cars. It'll be hard to get those laps back. You have to pit for tires every chance you can because you're going to need them with the usage of the brakes and all that stuff. So yeah, I absolutely love it. And then actually we can just jump into my next play because it stays right on track with that. Uh, Ryan Blaney over Ross Chastain this week at minus 165. Juiced up a little bit, but I mean, again, just everything that I just got done saying with how well he's done at this track. Chastain, while he's been in the series a little while, he's still a younger driver that's still learning things, finally in good equipment. Again, I don't think we've seen the end of Chastain this year, and I think he could still have a decent run here, but I don't think he's going to be better than Ryan Blaney. I expect Ryan Blaney to be one of the guys in the mix to win this race, and so I love Blaney finishing over Chastain. Yeah, again, Chastain is, is another one of those drivers that really came on hot and and really cooled off after that. Uh, but me, it's funny because here I go. Uh, I'm going to make a case for Chastain inside the top five uh, of, of drivers. So Blaney's going to have to finish in fourth so Blaney place. Blaney finishes first, oh, and then yeah. Chastain finishes fifth, and we're good. Or Blaney finishes second. Or, you know, we can go from there. <laughs> That's the uh, thing. You got some, yeah, you got some work in there. Blaney could finish first, second, third, or fourth, as long as Chastain finishes fifth. Well, and but that <laughs> <laughs> uh, math hurts. I, I know that there was a, a day, a, a race where 
couple of weeks back that I had picked pretty much the top five and didn't even realize that I had picked the top five because I was like, wait a second. If this person <laughs> finishes here, then this person's got to f- – then I've got the whole top right. five figured out. So <laughs> Yeah, I was looking at that when I went to enter my things. I'm like, oh, okay. I said, so I'm going to argue against Chastain, and then he's going to argue for him. But we could both win here. It's still possible. We sure can. <laughs> and here's, here's why. Uh, throw out all of Chastain's track – record here the, the track history on this track because again before he was in the 15 car and the 42 car so this this one car is is his future and he's been doing so much better in that one car with the exception of last week in richmond where he finished 19th but he had the win in austin second place in atlanta second place in phoenix third place in las vegas chastain is a driver on a mission and i think uh again that poor one car just kind of hit into into bad luck last week didn't necessarily find his footing. Uh, Daniel Suarez looked like he almost had a better uh, day going than Chastain did. So, uh, you know, pick a pick a track house driver. But I think this week is, is going to be a week where he gets back into it. And I think he's going to come back for another top five finish again uh, when it's all said and done. Because, again, man, you look at what he did in those four races, the five races previous, or the four races previous, and you just look and see that this car suits him. And he knows how to drive it. So uh, Richmond was an outlier, in my opinion. And I think we're going to see Chastain uh, safely back in the top five uh, when, when this is over. And he's at plus 280, so I, I really like that plus money odds for that. Yeah, and I mean, I love all your arguments. I mean, obviously, what he's done this season has been super impressive. So and it'd be a good way to kind of hedge that Blaney over Chastain a little bit too because if Chastain finishes top five, then that could cover that bet for you or you could easily hit them both. So yeah, I, I, I don't really have an argument against it. I, I still like taking Blaney over him, but that doesn't mean he can't finish in the top five as well. This is absolutely true. Well, let's just parlay right into your next one then, because your next one, we're going to continue to talk about our main man, the 12 cars all over this. We might as well just say this is sponsored by the 12 car, this show. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I just I can't stay away from him this week. He's been so good here. He's due to get a win finally after all the issues he's had this year so far. He needs a grandfather clock. I want him to get one. So Ryan Blaney plus nine hundred. He's going to be my first uh, winner of the weekend. And I think if your guy, ugh, your guy is the guy who scares me the most because I think he's going to be the man to beat this weekend. I think, and I think that's why he's the favorite for a good reason because I, I think he's going to be. He's probably my favorite DFS play. I, I think we could see him dominate this race. But if he doesn't, Ryan Blaney's going to be the guy that's there at the end to steal it from him. Uh, so plus 900. And then I've been giving out a long shot every week. I didn't like the long shots as much this week because of the veteran angle. So I just found the long shot veteran that could be there at the end that could sneak into it. And uh, Kevin Harvick at plus 2,000. He's only got one win on this track. Uh, so he's not been overly impressive here. But, again, he just finished second last week. A little bit of strategy led him to that. But he's been in the mix enough. And he's, again, got the nickname The Closer for backing into those wins over all the years where he just puts himself in the right position. He can be there at the end. The correct call, pick call, whatever it is, snags a win. So if you, if you want to go with a long shot, plus 2,000 for a veteran like that that knows his way around this place that can get it done, I don't hate that either. 
I'm glad. I'm glad we agreed that the long shots this weekend weren't necessarily all that tempting because it just when I was going through, I was looking at the longer shots and I thought, man, none of these guys really. I yeah, and I've been salivating on long shots the last couple of weeks. It's been hard for me to choose which man. I could give out three, four long shot guys that could easily win this race that I love. And this week it was like, oh my god, which one am I gonna take? And I was like, so I just, I, yeah, I mean, I so I, I don't don't break the bank betting Kevin Harvick, but. Again, at the value he's at, plus 2,000, I think he could be there in the right circumstances and could easily get a win. Might as well have a little bit on him if uh, if you want to hit another long shot, which, again, we've seen it's been a lot of long. I don't remember what Denny Hamlin was last weekend, but I highly doubt he was that much of a favorite either. So He was about plus been, of 1,000. He was in the plus 1,000 range. Yeah. So, I mean, yeah, that's that's pretty pretty good value for a guy like that. So, yeah. It's it's been the season of the long shots, so I'm gonna always throw one out every weekend just for that reason. So yeah. and that's and that's the thing too. I mean, we haven't we we don't necessarily throw out all of the favorites because again, it, this season it just hasn't been a favorite necessarily. Because it was at the beginning of the season, it was all Kyle Larson, and we know that Kyle Larson didn't win all of, all of the races that he was a, a favorite in. And so now, as we start to see this trickle down, uh, we might as well just go ahead and move on to mine, who is. The favorite this week, and 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 by a kind of a long ish shot. Uh, Chase Elliott is the next one on the list on some of them, uh, and then you'll find Denny Hamlin on it as well. But I'm taking Martin Truex Jr. Our friends over there at Win at the sports book uh, are, are giving him plus five fifty to win, which already should tell you something because that's kind of for this season five fifty is is about the lowest I've seen for a race winner to be honest with you, except for maybe like Kyle Larson in the beginning of the season when they were handicapping him like crazy. But look, Martin Truex Jr., we talked about him last week in in uh, Richmond, but uh, here in Martinsville, the dude has three wins out of the last five races. 11 of his last 14 races in Martinsville have all been top 10 finishes. So when you go back through his entire career, he's got 15 top 10 finishes, nine of those inside the top five what's more the dude just leads laps right 754 laps led since the fall of 2019 now of course 400 of those and plus came in one race but still that is a lot of laps to pace around martinsville that's a lot of lap cars that he put down uh just by himself again last week richmond led 80 laps Basically had the win in his hands were it not for not pitting. I mean, who would have known that not coming in when you're leading would result in actually losing the race in the end? So, uh, yeah, I mean, look, Martin Truex Jr. on this track, I don't know if he's going to start on the pole. Uh, you know, he doesn't do that very often. But by the, by the same token, just knowing that he does what he does on this track, I cannot for the life of me, uh, count him out as a winner in this in this race because that's what he does on this track. He he's so good here. So I mean, before I before the lines came out or anything, I, I was pretty set on I was going to pick Martin Truex Jr. as my winner. Then they came out and I'm like, man, plus five fifty. Like like you said, that's been pretty short for what we've seen. Then Blaney was sitting there and I couldn't pass him up. I'm really glad you picked him because I think. I think Martin Truex Jr. probably is the best bet this weekend. He is so good at this track. He's going to be mad that he dominated last week and wasn't able 
able to win. I was looking, I was working on some stats for my DFS article earlier. He's fourth on the all time or well of the active drivers in laps led at 834 and Joey Logano and Brad Keselowski are right ahead of him at 857 and 860. So he's 26 laps away from passing Brad Keselowski for second on the active driver laps led at this track list. And I think that easily is going to happen. Uh, he's the favorite. He's the highest priced guy on DraftKings. And that's all for a reason. You saw it last week. He knows these short. It, it's crazy with him. He couldn't win a short track to save his life for so long. And once he started doing it, man, he has not looked back. He is just dominated on short tracks. Uh, I gave out that stat with uh, Blaney has the best average finish in the last six races here. Right behind him by not much is Martin Truex Jr. in second on that stat. So he's been so good here. He's been good on the short tracks. The Toyota scare and we weren't sure and all that was kind of answered last week. They're going to show up. They're going to be good. Gibbs has been good here the last forever, really, but lately especially. So absolutely love Martin Truex Jr. I'm definitely getting down on some of that too because I, I think that if he doesn't win this weekend, that's going to be pretty disappointing for that team because I think they should fully expect to come in here, have a great race, and end up with that grandfather clock. And I'm not hating if you wanted to even parlay that with a Joe Gibbs racing team of winning car and a top Toyota car and the you know manufacturer of a winning car. Because right now, Chevy, Chevy is the favorite at, at plus 140, but Toyota's at and plus that, 165. That makes no sense to me. Well, I don't understand. Bowman, I mean, you know, I get it. Like the Hendrick cars, yeah. they, they think there's going to be a But rise. even like Larson hasn't been that impressive here. Uh, Elliot's been good here. Uh, I mean, I don't know. I, I'm definitely not as big on the Chevys this week. I, it's Toyotas and Fords for me more than anything. I mean, you can never count Hendrick out, obviously. They're good everywhere. Or they're going to find ways to back into wins like Bowman likes to do, you know. Ah. But – <laughs> I, I think it's going to be – I really think it's going to be Truex or or uh, Blaney this weekend, and obviously that's why we picked them. But I think those are going to be the guys to beat this weekend and the guys up front. So, again, Bowman won last fall, which is probably the issue. But that was, a, that was an instance in which he and Hamlin were racing – I, mean, I believe this was the hack race. This actually. was the hack. It was actually the hack race, one and the same, uh, where you know Bowman, Bowman and Hamlin were, were fighting it out with uh, a few laps to go. Well, a few at Martinsville, as it were. Uh, but I mean, so Bowman just sort of stepped out enough to tap Hamlin. Call it what you will. I mean, I watched it and I thought for sure that that was just a, a, a racing right there. That and I know, that, and this, we had the same thing this last weekend with. In the Xfinity series with Gibbs and Hunter Nemechek, like, yes, I understand they're teammates, but there's like a lap or two to go, and he's trying to win the race. You think he's not going to move him out of the way? If he didn't move him out of the way, all you'd be talking about is how he didn't have the balls to move him out of the way. Like, <laughs> he's you're trying to win the race, and then Nemechek being all pissed about it when a couple of weeks ago at Atlanta he blocked one of his teammates to let the other teammate win, like. And then you look back at the race, truck race back on the road course where he took out Custer on the last lap to win. And it's like, come on, man, it's racing. But, yeah, I mean, when you get to these short tracks, and that's something that makes it great, is these guys are going to move each other to win. And in these cars that are going to hold up a little better now, they're going to hit a little harder to, to make those passes and try and get those wins. 
in my opinion, it's just racing. That's what makes it great. It makes it exciting. It's a great story. I hope we see it again. I hope Truex is leading and Blaney bumps him out of the way. <laughs> <laughs> and Chastain's right there to finish in the top five. It's going to be a great weekend, but yeah, no, yeah, it will. I mean, but yeah, that's where, that's where the hack comment came from with uh, <laughs> Denny Hamlin calling Alex Bowman a hack and, it's funny the road rage that there was there, too, because Hamlin just pulled right up in front of Bowman, didn't yeah. let him do a, a burnout, didn't let him yeah, do a victory. I, I don't think I'd ever seen that before where a guy actively stopped another guy from celebrating his win in on the track, like in victory lane, yeah, or something, but yeah, that go, was, do, uh, go do yourself a favor. Go Google the 2021 Martinsville race, and you'll see yes, Hamlin you, just... You will, you will not be disappointed <laughs> no, with... You won't. Hamlin, the way Hamlin gets so animated when he makes his comments too, and then Bowman just like, oh, whatever, and then he makes a T-shirt and makes a bunch of money off of it. And Hell yeah, it's great. <laughs> Cash it in, put it on the hood, put it on the hood. That's right. So, uh, all right, get out your pen and paper. We're about to bet review here as we go over this week's Blue Emu Maximum Pain Relief Four Hundred bets. Uh, let's see, Cody has uh, Barry over the Dinger. In the Xfinity race, that's minus 130. Uh, I have Gragson to win that race at plus 550. And then we move over to the Cup on Saturday night where uh, Cody's got Eric Almarola over Austin Sindrick at minus 110. Definitely a good one. I have got the top Ford being Ryan Blaney at plus 190. Uh, and then Cody's got Blaney over Chastain. At minus 165. I've got Ross Chastain in the top five. We've already decided our top five, folks, uh, just if you're keeping, keeping tabs. Uh, and then, of course, you've got Blaney to win at plus 900, and Harvick is your long shot. I have the number 19 in Martin Truex. Our friends over there at Win Sportsbook have him at plus 550. So do what you normally do. Sprinkle some units over there and, uh, and bid accordingly. On your, uh, don't blow your Xfinity budget though. I don't know, maybe, maybe ride the hot hand. <laughs> you definitely got to throw some on there. I mean, two weeks in a row, you got another good pick this week. I love it. So I don't know, man. Let it ride. Let it ride. Let it ride. Boy, look at you, company man. Uh, <laughs> all right. So that is the bets, folks. And, uh, we are getting ready for another exciting, potentially exciting. I'll say that because remember, this, this last week wasn't. Chock full of excitement. It was going to be hard for this race to not be exciting. I think. I think so too. I don't want. I don't want to pop pop it up too much, but well, I, this weekend should be a good one. The night racing just it makes it ah it makes it so much more intense. It seems like you got the lights are on. Everything just and it gets warmer at night. You know, so I like it. No sun glare. No nothing. It's just all straight racing, kids. So. Yep. Ah, yeah, I love it. All right, uh, Cody, where can they find you on social media as we wrap it? Any last thoughts, though, by the way, any other than other than the fact that we got exciting racing? Any Anything to leave them with? You know, I, I think we pretty much covered it all. I'm just, I'm, I'm very excited. I mean, and then we look forward to next week. We got Bristol Dirt. We're racing for the first time on Easter Day since, like, 1978 or something. So NASCAR's going all crazy on us. It's going to be fun. It's exciting. There was uh, some video today. They had one of the truck series guys in the generic next gen car on the dirt track at Bristol, just testing it, kind of working out some kinks. So good to see, good to see that. I think that's going to be a super fun race too. So a couple of weeks of man, short nothing beats short track racing. It's just you get them all packed in there tight. Tempers flare like we just talked about. 
it's action packed. It's going to be a couple of really good weeks of racing. Then you're going to go to a super speedway where anything can happen. Anybody can win. That's probably the next most exciting type of racing. So we, it's, you know, we're, uh, we're hitting our groove here. We're hitting some winners. We've had some good weekends here. I'm excited. Looking forward. I feel really good about this weekend. So I think it's going to be a good one. If you picked, if you picked this season to start watching NASCAR, you picked a hell of a time to do it. So you, you picked about the best season I could think of in, in recent memory. It's been, I mean, and just with the parody of winners and it's crazy. We've got seven winners over seven races and you have three, four, five, six champions of the, of the series that haven't won yet. Guys that have won every season that haven't won yet. Uh, there's a lot more winners to come a lot, a lot more excitement to come. So it's going to be pretty fun. Certainly is. All right, Cody, let everybody know where they can find the rest of your work throughout the week. And uh, it's a short week, but still content coming. Short week, yep. Uh, find me on Twitter at Husker underscore Zeeb. Just put out a F1 article for this weekend uh, today, so that's up there. I'll have DraftKings article coming out probably tomorrow, uh, another betting article later in the week. So follow me there. Uh, follow our Twitter page, at NASCAR Gambling. We got, we got our own Twitter page there, uh, trying to share all the contest links. And there's the whole – the SGPN network has a bunch of stuff going on with – giving away money with the final four and the tournament and you have a DraftKings contest to open the season. They're giving away some money golf for the masters, giving away a driver Man, a lot of exciting stuff going on. So, I mean, I know we give you a lot of good stuff and great winners here, but make sure you check out the rest of the network too, because it's winners everywhere. We're just trying to win you money. That's all we're trying to do guys. It's what we're here for. It's what we're here for and entertain you a little bit along the way as well. Again, thank you for listening. You can find me on Twitter at RJ Gomez, And, uh, of course, like Cody said, follow the SGPN NASCAR Gambling at NASCAR Gambling. So much great content, so much great stuff. Uh, we want to thank you for listening. Leave us a review if you love what you hear. Uh, we'll, we'll read them on the air when we get there. We may try to hook you up with some NASCAR merch if and then they ever get some for us. We'll, we'll just keep pushing the issue for that. But. Uh, ladies I need, and gentlemen, I need, I need a hat. Or I need, yeah, so. I need a NASCAR gambling hat too. Yeah, because that logo is sick. <laughs> need to get Sean and Ryan on that. <laughs> we will. Uh, all right, you guys get on watching NASCAR this weekend. Remember, Saturday is the race, so tomorrow's a truck race. Uh, Friday is the Xfinity race. Saturday night, under the lights, Martinsville, another short track. We will be there, hanging out with you. And until next time, everybody. Let's go racing and let it ride. Let it ride.